Okay, Chris, we're going to kick off with something that I know is very, very dear to your heart. Um, the fact that Ferrari is going to be making an SUV. It's going to replace, completely replace the GTC family, yep. or the FF, yep. as we know it. Uh, we'll probably see one next year, on sale 2022. What's your hot take on that news? Um, I think I'm just browbeaten by the whole SUV thing now, and I just accept the fact that they have to exist, and it was inevitable that Ferrari was going to make one. It's now a publicly listed company. It needs to maximise its profit. So yeah. it has to make one, doesn't it? It can't sit back and watch Lamborghini raking it in with the Urus yeah. and say, we don't want a piece of that action. Yeah. Although, funnily, a, a, a spokesman for the company told me that the Urus is sort of half of the Lamborghini sales now, over half. Yeah. Um, whereas this, the, the model, is it's only going to be 20%. One in five Ferraris is going to be one of these. Mm. They're not going to meet demand, are they? I, mean, well, I was going to say, what are they going to do? Make well, it every, purposefully bad so every they don't wealthy, sell more? Every wealthy, tasteless person is going to want one. Yeah. And there's a lot of those about. I'm not that interested in it. It has to exist. And I've almost reached the point with these things now where I don't have an opinion. I just can't be bothered with it. <laughs> what, do you think, um, what do you think old man Enzo would think about all this? He, he famously didn't even want to sell a road car, let alone... No, en I mean, I, think, I, th I don't think he'd give a monkey's. Yeah. I think Enzo Ferrari was pragmatic. He wanted yeah. to make road cars to make money to go racing with. Yeah. So his view would have been, well, if it earns us more money and we can do more racing, yeah. or we can have a better advantage over our competition because we've got more money to spend because we've sold SUVs, then he'd be fine with it. Yeah. So actually, you could argue that this philosophy fits the Scuderia better than, than many other companies. Maybe in 20 years' time, or maybe sooner, we'll look back on this era and, and, and be a bit ashamed. Yeah. I think we'll be a bit ashamed at the Cullinan, at the Bentayga, at the... They are just unnecessary cars. Yeah. A lot of these cars are a sort of marketing department for the, for the, for the motor car itself. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there that, that, that need persuading about the validity of the motor car mm. itself, whether it should even exist. Yeah. And I can't think of a worse thing to put forwards. Than a, than a Ferrari SUV. Yeah, we're shooting like, ourselves in the feet just, here. You might as well just walk around saying, hate me. Do you ever, do you ever think, though, we, as motoring journalists, we need to sort of stop, check, and think, are we just pre-programmed to dislike certain types of cars? And maybe well, we need yeah, to just assess it on its well, merits. I, I, think, I think there's a sort of puristic side to motoring journalism that, isn't, that probably doesn't reflect reality. And I, I'm, but I've always accepted that. In much the way that a journalist should probably write his or her opinion, and not pander to the crowd. You know, you don't write stuff that people want to read. You mm. write what comes out of your head and yeah. you don't give two whether people like it or not, right? Yeah. I think there's a, there's a parallel with car design. And I think, I made this point in a column in your mag a few months ago, and that is that what's changed is that a lot of car companies are now making cars for customers. They're saying, we think this is what they want. Whereas the great car designs came about through stubborn, idiosyncratic designers yeah. who went with an idea because they thought it was a great idea. That's what gives you the mini. When, when designers and engineers are allowed free reign to express what the madness that's inside their heads, you get the mini, you get the Renault ceiling, you get the Espace, you get vehicles that, that change the way that you interact with cars. It's Steve Jobs and the iPod, isn't it? He, yeah. said, he said, I don't want a focus group, I don't want the customers to tell me what they want. I'm going to design it and tell them what they want. But if you, but if you start making cars for what you think punters want, yeah. using want too many times, you end up with massive SUVs that are engineered to a degree that no one can really understand. I mean, the full capability of an Urus is pretty extraordinary, actually, what it can do. Mm -hmm. And less than 5% of it gets used by the average Urus because mm -hmm. it just 
trots down the Fulham Road. The whole thing is a sad indictment of the car industry, and I sound like such an old. Though, look, that's... But, but I just don't like them. That's your job, Chris. Um, Can we move on? Can we talk about something else? No, no, but I, there's one, one question. I'd be quite interested to hear this from you. What would that car, what could that car be? What would it have to be for you to like it? Is there any way that a sort of jacked-up front-engine four-door, four-seater Ferrari... No. Just, there's, there's nothing about it that interests me at all. Okay. But Ferrari makes lots of other cars that I'm very interested in. All right, so tomorrow... I'll, I'll now make an admission, OK? OK. And I've not admitted this to anyone. I've got a big SUV. I own one. Yeah. I've got a G-Wagon. Yeah. OK, now, uh, the new G-Wagon, because I do have a need for a vehicle like that in my life. I do a bit of towing. I actually bought it to tow my rally car to compete this year, yeah. and um, I've managed to do no rallying. Mm. Now, towing with an estate car with a, quite a big rally car and a, and a rig and everything out the back is, um, is a pain with an estate car. Yeah. So it's the right thing to have. And I've got, you know, I've got a place in the sticks and some other bits and bobs, so I've got one. And I, I was utterly ashamed when I ordered it. <laughs> I, f- I felt utterly ashamed when it was delivered. But it is bloody brilliant. I remember you deliberating for months, weren't you? Yeah. Should I, I, is it good enough? But I I love it. I do think it's great. I suppose I I can live with a G Wagon because there seems to be an honesty about it that is maybe missing. And and because it's honest, it's charming. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that's missing in all of these other SUVs is I don't know a single one of them that exudes any kind of charm to me. They're all just a bit. You're made CEO of Ferrari tomorrow. Yeah. What direction do you take the company in? What do you do? The first thing I'd do is I would sit down with Luca de Montezemolo for a month, daily for a month. And I'd say, what do you reckon you should do with the company, Luca? What do you reckon you should do? Because I just think his vision for it and the way he executed it was amazing. Because yeah. he, he ramped up the profits, built more cars, but he retained all the specialness. And there yeah. was just, his charisma was magnetic, addictive. So he was, for me, the, the, the best leader of the company, yeah. apart from Enzo. Yeah. I would start looking at adjusting their relationship with pure driving. So I'd say, yeah, let's, we've got to make a car that goes a billion miles an hour and has four-wheel drive and electric motors. We've got to make one of those. But let's also do what Porsche's doing. Let's, let's build something that weighs 950 kilograms mm-hmm. with 500 horsepower and a manual gearbox. The Dino. Call it the F41 <laughs> and, um, and watch it become something that people fight over in the streets. Yeah. So I, I think Fer- Ferrari has slightly lost its way with people that love driving. Right. It now just makes... The SF90 is an extraordinary vehicle, but unless you're absolutely up it and you have to be going at crazy speeds to do that, yeah. it, it's not really tingling. I drove a GTO Engineering uh, 250 short wheelbase on yeah. Friday, you know, a test for you guys, and I just came away thinking, this is what Ferrari should be. But maybe I'm just an old fart. Maybe the people that buy these things actually spend more time gaming than they do driving. And when they get in it, they don't want a manual gear changer. Maybe I'm so out of touch with it all. <laughs> but I, but I, it, I think Ferrari's got some choppy waters ahead, like any car company. But to the main point of the answer to your question, long-winded, I know, <laughs> is that I'd sit down Did with I Luca. Did I ask a question? I'd sit down with Luca. Yeah. Free consultancy there. Sit down with Luke. It's pretty much the answer to every question. Yeah, yeah, I would be. I, yeah, when I first met him, good Lord, what a charismatic man he yeah. is.